Attention military veterans and military personnel. This is Tracy from Lakewood College, and I am excited to announce the new partnership between ETA Associates and Jamal King's Make Real Estate Real. Give me a call so I can see if you qualify to receive the Make Real Estate Real with no out-of-pocket expense to you. I can be reached at 1-800-517-0857. My extension is 700. You may also visit us at www.moneyforbets.com. Again, that is money, the number four, bets.com. You may also schedule an appointment with me through my text-only number at area code 216-678-9933. I look forward to speaking with you all. Like, do me a favor. Listen to what I'm telling you. Borrow. Borrow Maul's experience as you're watching it, you know, like reading it or listening. Like, go, well, I don't have to be Jamal, but he's giving me his story. Let me pretend like I'm getting shot at 16 times. Let, let me pretend like I'm picking up these dead bodies and I'm seeing the, the, the inside fall out. Like, let me pretend that this is happening to me. So guess what? So then you can pretend you have the success that Maul has. This episode of the Secrets to Success podcast is brought to you by none other than Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, the green juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you to feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. Listen, all ingredients are USDA organic, vegan friendly, and made without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Where else can you get superfoods like chlorella, moringa, spirulina, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, turmeric, just to name a few. This week, guys, especially, I need y'all to go check it out. Organifi Meats Black Friday. You get to double up on the discounts, all right? Use the promo code SUCCESS to save 10%. And then on top of that, guys, there's a site-wide 20% off discount. So you get to save 30% this week. So go to Organifi.com forward slash success. Again, that's Organifi.com forward slash success and use that promo code SUCCESS, all right? Get you and your family something that really makes a difference in their health this week. Today's show is brought to you by Ashford University. When you think of your future, you think of goals, of where you want to be. Substitute dreams for goals. And suddenly, planning your future is bigger because no one ever has small dreams. Dare to dream bigger and start your bigger future with a degree from Ashford University. Go from dreaming to doing. Your bigger future starts today at Ashford University. There's no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu forward slash success. Again, that's ashford.edu forward slash success. Not all programs are available in all states. I wake up every single day. I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined as always by the Bayesian sensation. Hey. Extra Bayesian today. Uh, I see it. I was just going to say, I'm rapping. I'm rapping, y'all. What's happening? Come on. Shout out to the island of Barbados. 
uh, Carl Wesley Phillips in the building. To my right, your left, I have Dr. King, the 9 to 5 millionaire. Uh, in the building, checking in. What's happening? Man, what's good, brother? Hey, man, I'm ready, ready to do a podcast, dog. Hey, let's go, dog. Let's and, go. Uh, <laughs> joining us via satellite. <laughs> via satellite. Uh, the one and only. The good Dr. Douglas Thomas. Uh, 120 uh, designs. You know what I'm saying? Hey. The Peloton got you looking kind of fit, dog. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if it's the shirt or yeah. like something going. On, but you look, got, you look diesel. I got Jamal. I got you. I got my Jamal. I got my Jamal. I got my Jamal. I always told Maul my muscles the same size. He just got smaller shirts. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't know the key. I thought. I thought the XL was my swag. Nah. No, uh, dog, you, you got yeah, two sides smaller, bro. You got to get a medium one twenty. <laughs> there you go. Uh, e, I do need you to get back because this uh, podcast and turned into the AARP podcast. <laughs> oh, Lord, I need to get some young energy in here, Carl. Oh, no, right. uh, Carl and Maul was oh, here Lord. discussing uh, hip flexor, joint pain <laughs> remedies. Uh, oh, they, they they exchanging secrets, so I need to get back to uh, some regular life. So anyway, how's Let's everybody feeling? Everybody good? Oh I'm man, good, wonderful. Man. Wonderful, Good. wonderful. Maul still has a, uh, a slight cough. I just want to let hey, that bro, be known. I, first off, I yeah, never a week, had a cough. A week later? <laughs> a week later, Maul? Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what's bro. crazy? <laughs> the COVID to turn everybody into liars. Because, like, anytime you sneeze, cough, anything, you got to make up a little more, be like, mm, mm. I would be like, oh, he'd be like, no, I just had some water. <laughs> like, water doesn't make you cough, dog. Hey, e, but what, e, e, what I noticed, though, see, CJ just do his on the sly. I've right. never seen CJ use the washroom this much. Uh, Every time, see, uh, like, I gotta go no, to that's, the that's, that's that gallon a day. I'm on that gallon a day. All right, see, go oh. to that washroom. You know what I'm saying? E, I'm on that gallon a day, dog. Yeah, I'm on that gallon a day. Uh, so, you know, it, um, <laughs> But more have a different excuse every time. Oh, every time. Every he like, mm, mm. he like, no, dog, I gotta speak. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, dog. I don't know what's going on. But keep your distance. We also want to say that we have never. Uh, Carl has never had a mask on. Never. Yeah. Uh, here we well, go. Have you ever seen a Carl with a here mask we on? E? We're trying to see. Yeah, no, uh, Jamie. No, I never seen him with a mask on. Uh, and he hey. had the nerve yesterday to say everybody else got mask on, so I should be good. <laughs> Fair oh, fine. No. Hey, I Carl. The, the neighbors they. It ain't never been to COVID. Like the way uh, I seen oh, yeah. all of them playing. Yeah, the kids and everybody, I'm like, yo, it ain't no COVID. That's hey. a lie. I'm like, that's no such thing as hey, COVID. E, I told him I go two places. I go to the church, ain't nobody up here, and I go to piano lessons with one lady house. So we ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. I, hey, I never hey, felt this But I sent CJ a picture of our neighborhood from day one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah from lit. day one. Uh -huh. And they, they all out still playing oh, barbecuing. No. Oh. Ain't nobody, yeah. Ain't nobody, ain't no, hey. Ain't no, hey, what, what is that? Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> um, yeah, no, shout out to 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 the whole uh, community. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody uh, out there wearing a mask and social distancing and hand sanitizing. Hey, my mask is, oh, you know what? My mask e, is hanging right in the car. If I got to get up okay. and go somewhere, I just okay. pop I just it wanted on. to make sure you had one. No, yeah, hey, I ain't gonna no. lie, bro. I felt uncomfortable yesterday. <laughs> now, so me and CJ, we riding in the front. Carl With gets the in. Mask. Yeah, well, we both got mask on. Yeah. Carl gets in the car. <laughs> I told he Carl he right got the ride us. out the window like Ace Ventura. <laughs> right. <laughs> Carl breathing on I'm, me, man. Hey, 
I'm trying to see who Carl voted for. Usually that determines, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, whether, you, whether to mask or not to mask. Not to mask. Hey, y'all oh, lost. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Um, hey, uh, so real Carl's quick. Carl's uh, bipartisan. Man, I am disappointed. Uh, I thought I was going to get a chance to see the hip-hop preacher, man, for, for Thanksgiving. Nah. Thought you was going to be down here with no us. No dressing. Man. We got a couple days to Thanksgiving. Uh, man. Hey, tell your pops. I don't know. Toby uh, FaceTime pops yesterday and put in the order for some frozen oh. shipped uh, eight out like uh, instant shipping. Oh. Yeah, no, Toby wasn't playing. He, he FaceTime pops like, hey, I need to get that and. Wow. You know, Pop's trying to make it shake for him. I don't know, Cali, a, a long flight, nah, though. What, yeah, tell your Pop's the... just to make them for E and I'll take care of Okay. Yeah. I, I got okay. it. Yeah, just, okay. I'll take yeah, care yeah, yeah. Hello, You know, Carl is the HelloFresh king. He know how to do it. <laughs> Let me Carl tell got something. some of them bags and Listen, some of the boxes. Everybody on the podcast, you hear all these sponsors we got, all of it goes to Carl's house. <laughs> and then Carl rations it out to us oh, for real. in little pieces. Carl be like, yeah, they only sent a little bit. And Carl's whole garage is full of stock, full of Organifi. I, can't, I ain't got a green juice in six months. Carl's whole garage is Carl making hello freshes like they going out of style. Hey, you know? right. No wonder hey. Carl don't need no mask. Hey, he got what, all hey, the herbs exactly. and organics at the house. Hey, that's why the neighborhood like, said. That's sick. why. I'm, I, I'm rationing it out to the neighborhood. Right. Lord no have mercy. I ain't mad. You and your neighbors are close. Yeah. So sure. um, being that uh, this is a different Thanksgiving and we got just a couple of days, oh, um, you know, bro. I, we are going to be locked in the house with the fam and, you know, keep it real small. Usually we would have quite a few people over. Uh, Carl, nah, Carl, I know you probably going to have 75 people at the house. <laughs> so I don't need to ask. You probably got the whole community coming over for turkey. <laughs> Uh, but what what's the other two uh, responsible <laughs> Americans doing for Thanksgiving? I don't even think Ma. I don't even think Didi and I. We decided we not even. You know what I'm saying? Since we on this roll of, you know, trying to, you know, not uh, eat a whole whole lot. We was like, we probably ain't even gonna do. I like how you put that. You, you didn't say yeah. he wasn't gonna eat. eat. He, he said, said a, a whole whole, whole lot. lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whole, no, whole. I'm just saying the problem I had with Thanksgiving. Especially being a pastor, Maul, it's like people go make food and bring Man. it over. And yeah. then and then what our tradition is as a church, we actually have Thanksgiving together. So you do Thursday, then we do our thing after church on Saturday. So it's like, bro, you eat Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and if you're not disciplined, Monday, Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? So we just decided like feast since week. We, yeah, we're not gonna be at home. Yeah. Let's not let's not keep the five six day eating tradition. Mm. Right, let's right, let's right, get right. a small meal on Thursday and just mm. call it quits after that. So y'all gonna cook or no? Not like that. We probably gonna pick up a couple things. Diddy was like, "I want your turkey, but I don't want no whole turkey in the house." Right. Yeah. And so yeah. she was like, "Can you go get a turkey leg?" I was like, "I don't know. I'll see." Um. So she was just like, "Man, maybe I'll make like some potato salad." You know, and uh, we'll get a salad. You make your whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I, it don't look like it's going down, bro. It just get like you a small chicken. This your first Thanksgiving away from the family, though, huh? Mm. Oh, ever. Like, Didi basement, auntie basement. You know what I'm saying? No, we ain't never. Not with the church. No, we ain't done. I don't go on vacation on Thanksgiving. Now, Christmas, I leave. And I used to come to Cali. Isn't that crazy, y'all? I'm telling y'all, yeah. Ma. Just thinking about last week, Ma, when, you know, when you showed the book. It's just like, bro, what's so crazy about life? If you if you do it right, 
it'll be a dream one day, and then the next day you'll wake up and it's a reality. You speak know? on it, bro. Seriously, speak on that. Yeah. 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 Carl. Hey, just my family Girl, at the like, house. The whole Girl, right. Just everybody. my family at the house. We ain't got nothing planned, man. Just cooking at the house. Just organifying turkey for everybody. Organifying. <laughs> we gonna stuff the turkey with or green juice. That's the plan. The green powder gonna be right in the turkey. Pie, huh? mm. Carl, I know y'all don't hey, do a hello, whole lot hey, of. Hey, maybe y'all should just have Hello Fresh is fun. Uh, hello <laughs> Fresh. Oh, I promise you. Oh. Carl called me once a year. Like, uh, would you want a Hello Fresh delivery? <laughs> I'm like, Carl, how many do we get on a year? You know, C want to know the whole year. C just can't take his one and enjoy it. I'm like, duh. And then he always oh, nah. send it while I'm here. I'm right. like, bro, hey, what are we doing it? I thought this the time of year we're supposed to be thankful. Hey, what uh what was I gonna say? What y'all doing for cause y'all your, I know your folks don't do turkey. Yeah, no, no. Me and Tamisha so still gonna do something. Me and we, Tamisha, me, the kids, we gonna still do like turkey or something. Okay. Okay. Um, but my parents, yeah, they're on the vegan boy. Okay. I didn't know if Praise they did God. the Oh, they do the vegan, not yeah. vegetarian. Oh, oh they yeah, do the yeah, vegan boy. I love wow. that. Yeah, he used to. He did it for like thirty <laughs> seconds. You know what I'm saying? He was vegan for thirty. You know what I'm saying? Thirty for thirty. He got hard. He couldn't do it without that mayonnaise. That mayonnaise should eat that. Hey, that mayonnaise should eat that. He was like, oh, love. oh, Ma, I was thirty days the thirty first day. I was like, ah, he ate that shit. Ah. Let me say something. Oh, the sandwich king. He cannot uh-huh. go without no sandwich, dog. And the Cheetos. Uh, <laughs> and the Cheetos. Uh, Ma, what y'all got up? Man, bro, hey, every, um, we're going to chill, though. We're going to just chill. You know, I got a huge family, and, mm-hmm. you know, we got crazy. we got grandmothers that live 87 years old, <sighs> you know, stuff like that. So I think everybody's just going to kind of do their thing. But in my house, bro, every, it's always Thanksgiving. So I'm going to go ahead. Pops gave us some of that dressing. So I got some yeah. dressing, and then e, I'm going to Harold's Chicken. Oh! <laughs> I'm get, so I'm get the turkey. I'm going to get some chicken turkey wings and Harold's, chicken. and I'm going to eat some of that Pops dressing, bro. And we're going to call the, it a day. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to call it a day, bro. Uh-huh. Like I said, we nah, we don't need one day out the year to say I'm thankful yeah. for anything, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know what I'm okay. saying? Today is Thanksgiving. That's every day. Everybody, oh, favorite Thanksgiving food? Man, East Turkey. East really? Turkey, yeah. E, I got to try your turkey, bro. Uh, <laughs> you do. Hey, East Turkey. Hey, I feel like CJ now. When you talk about my turkey, I feel like CJ. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got that confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Poke your chest out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. besides yeah, no Pop's joke, dressing. Man. Pop's dressing is a staple. Is, I mean, but, come on. That's, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that that ain't even in the convo. No, yeah, no. You know, that's, we, a, that's us. If you get two things, that's one. Fact, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had yeah. to go probably to my mother-in-law. <sighs> mm. That cake. I'm saying, well, I was going to say where? Because ah, she got so many. Sock it to me cake. Oh. oh uh, hey, Candace's cake too, though. That's a mean uh, second. Oh, uh, 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 that's, that's, that's junior well, sock it to me. Bite. <laughs> I yeah, love my bite. wife. Yeah, yeah I love bite, my mom. wife. But yeah. I don't know if it's the butter to, to sugar ratio Ooh. that my mother-in-law got. <laughs> I promise you, bro. Really? Oh, no, no, no. And Candace is good. It's you, good. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. great. It's great. Bro. Your father-in-law. Hey, I've never heard anybody breathe so hard. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro, I hit a half a cake in one sitting. Uh, no. Wow. Oh, my God. Like that? Oh, yeah, no. It's good, but but my uh, my mother, shout out to my mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, it, it's on a whole nother level, dog. I had to get you son. I mean, my father-in-law, bro, he, he could not eat Candace's sock and tummy cake with his shoes on. <laughs> he said he need to wiggle his toes, bro. Uh, I was rolling. Hey, uh, Ma, um, 
you know, I had a season in my life where, you know how you, you know, you watch TV, man, you see people, you know, internet, Instagram, you see people doing stuff sometimes more than, even though I'm not, you know, heavily influenced, you know, I could be influenced, right? Mm -hmm. And so I saw these people with these hmm. chefs, hmm. you feel me? Everybody had chefs more, and so yeah. I was like, you know, I don't like to cook. My girl can cook, but she don't really like doing that much. And I was on the road a lot. So I was like, I'm going I'm to get a chef. So I had Candace's mom as my chef. Mm. Wow. Uh, mom, uh, when I tell that, you, mom. Bruh. Was mom, it I vegan? Stopped. Was it vegan? <laughs> oh, bro. Was it vegan? <laughs> Let me tell you something. It was beyond, beyond me. It was beyond me. It was beyond me. Bro, let me tell you something, mom. It lasted for, it was like the vegan. It la it, it, we couldn't do a month, mom. We, I swear, mom, we would have been like, Five, six hundred, my six hundred pound my life. Six hundred pound life. Ma, I promise you, Ma. She so Too and good. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. This this is like on it's on life, bruh. So she'd make, you know, let's just say, you know, it's Monday. She come to the crib Monday, drop it off. I'm talking about enough chicken for <laughs> Christmas, bruh. <laughs> on Monday, Ma. Uh -huh. Macaroni and cheese. Ooh. Ma, I was looking for I was looking for a vegetable. I was looking for a vegetable. Uh -uh. So I might have chicken, macaroni, cheese, potato salad, mm. you know, string beans, mm. right? A salad, ma. And look, I'm not playing. A socket to me cake uh. on Monday, ma. Mm. With the strawberry, mm. what's that called? A Kool Aid? What's that called? That strawberry uh, cake? Strawberry oh, cake? Oh yeah, yeah, strawberry cake. Well, she's oh, a Kool Aid. Kool Aid ice. Like, yeah. It's Kool Aid icing, ma. Ma, I'm talking about on Monday, ma. Mon I'm like, Monday. yo, I'm not that kind of pastor. So, <laughs> and, and, and mind you, it's just me and Didi. Jalen going to college, Jada in college. Mm -hmm. Bruh, that was Monday. She re-up on Wednesday. Oh, I ain't even finished mm, the stuff mm, on Monday. Yeah, nah. She didn't read it. Bruh, I, Ma, it, I went for about 14, 15. <laughs> Didi was like, stop it. You know, and I was like, yo, why you making so much food? And she's like, I don't know how to cook food. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah, nah. yeah. You know, a small a small number. So I just do it yeah. big. You can pass it out if you want to. Yeah, she got I'm five like, sons. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Eat. That's how my yeah, pops, she be on home. that stuff too, dog. Yeah. My dad yeah, yeah, would yeah. cook for an army, bro. I'm talking yeah. about, it's like, dude, who going to eat all this food? Oh, man. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to uh, Mr. King. Because you know what I like about mall pops? By the time you get to the crib, you could get there at two o'clock. Oh, yeah. Everything ready. Warm. I'm not talking. He not. I'm I talking about. He's sitting there looking like. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Whatever. I love it. Yeah. And I'm talking about everything ready it. and it's fire. It. So. If you come to my house, you come to my house, and I tell you dinner started too. That means I'm going grocery shopping at two. <laughs> uh, oh no doubt. That's what I'm saying. Usually that's how it is. You get there, you like, oh, we gonna kick, and then you know, we at my crib, we don't eat till like five, six. You go over Mall Crib at two. I'm talking about everything hot and ready. He not even like he not like running around trying Nothing. to. I'm talking about he just sitting there like this. Like what's up? Go ahead. I'm like wow. This you is literally amazing. walk in the door, wash your hands. Oh, that's and, and make a play. No joke. I'm talking about instantly. So shout out to pops. Um, all right, cool. Let's get into this thing, man. We uh we got a a, a myriad of topics and a myriad of places that we can go. Uh, obviously, man, with the uh the, the exciting news, we didn't get into it a lot uh right, last time. Last one. Yeah. Uh, but man, we have um, created a masterpiece, I think. Uh, and there's so many, I talked about stories, and one of the ones that I wanted to highlight um, today, Maul, and I didn't even tell you this, but one of the things that I think hit me hard that I hadn't heard previously was you talking about your time working the 
quote unquote meat wagon. And in the book, as you guys will see, I'm not sure exactly the chapter, uh, Maul talks about a time when he actually was working the meat wagon. Now, Maul, I'll let you explain what the meat wagon was. And you talked about, brother, it hit me so hard even when I read it. And I know the story. And like I said, we're going through the story. And I'm kind of like just just the process that we did the book. I was kind of like interviewing Maul. Just like, okay, so then you did what on the job? Then what, what was that? You know, and then like he was talking about all this stuff. So it's kind of crazy, the book, because you get a real peek into Maul's mind. Right. And so we talked about it last week, kind of that mindset and what allows you to go through the process and all of these things. But from a drive standpoint or a psychological standpoint of why you operate and move the way you move, you've seen things that the average human has not seen. So when you're describing these things to me, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So talk about your time working again. It sounds insensitive, but that's what y'all called it, the meat wagon. Um, what that job entailed and how that kind of shaped your sense of urgency as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, the meat wagon, and we call it the meat wagon, no matter what police department you're with across the country, it's called the meat wagon. And that's the paddy wagon, right? That's the pad, the big paddy wagon that you see. And in Chicago, we call it the meat wagon because we would literally, it was, it was so many people, so many homicides in Chicago. So you guys know, Unfortunately, Chicago for several years led the nation in homicides, right? We led the nation. And then the district I worked in actually led the city in homicides. Wow. The district I work in, and it, and it was crazy because the usually the coroner's office are the ones that come out and pick up the bodies. But there were so many dead bodies that they had the paddy wagon just go around and pick up the body. So that was my job, right? One of the old timers on the job. So the paddy wagon has always been reserved for like older officers. And it's usually the strongest, biggest, you know, because you don't answer calls. All you do is just sit there and wait for a call of a dead body. And so one of the guys got sick on the job. And then, you know, I was a younger officer, but yet I was swole working out all the time. And the guys that was on there, they said, hey, we want King to be on there with me. And so I got on there and it was crazy because usually they don't never let a young officer on the wagon. And so I was telling C that when I got on the wagon, man, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Talk about the first it. one. Oh, yeah. So my first no, call. Let him let him hear. We're going to give him y'all. We're going to give you a sneak preview into some of the most crazy stories this book has to offer. Yeah. So my first call ever, you know, on the wagon where it was a dead body, of course, and we had to go pick up this dead body. And uh, E, I'm telling you, bro, I was so nervous. Like, I've seen dead bodies at funerals. Even as right. a police officer, I got a chance to see dead bodies if something happened. But this one was different because now my job was to put the dead body into the body bag. Wow. And so in the back of the wagon, we actually kept body bags. We kept shovels just in case somebody got shot. We had to put everything into the body bag. So this person here, this guy died. And he was a, a really large guy, right? And he'd been dead already for like a couple of days. It was a check the well-being. And then so we go there and um, the guy's just laying there dead. My partner was like, all right, yeah, we got to pick him up, put him in a body bag, take him to the coroner's office so they can do the, you know, medical examination. Usually, I would get the feet or a person would get the feet. That's the best part of the body to get, right? Because it's like you're not by this person's head or face or anything like that. But, you know, kind of like a rite of passage, my partner was like, no, nah, you need to grab the head, grab the shoulder area. So, bro, I was just terrified. And as I went to go grab this guy, bro, I still remember this. We picked this guy up. and He's been dead for a minute, right? When we picked him up, all of his insides literally came through his back. 
And I dro- I dropped them. I was just like, I dropped them, and I just couldn't even, bro, I couldn't even take it. I mean, you just seen everything wow. just coming out of his body, and my partner was just sitting there laughing. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, man, this is crazy. Like, man, I can't do this. But I still did it because I knew that with the wagon, it gave me so much free time because people wasn't just dying every second, every right, minute. Right, so right. you literally just sat there in the wagon all day long, and you just had a lot of free time waiting on a call. And the crazy part is, and I was telling C, over the years, I just noticed that every time I picked up a body, E, you would look at this person. And a person, one lady, I remember she was sitting in her chair in front of TV, had a cup of coffee right to the side of her. She had some popcorn in a bowl. And I guess she was, before she went to bed, she had on a nightgown, and she was just in front of the TV in her chair. Not one person that we picked up. Out of the hundreds of bodies we picked up, now one person knew that they were going to pass. Wow. I mean, think about No, I, I never, again, I never uh, thought about that, but think about it. These aren't people who are sick in the hospital. Yeah. He's going to pick up bodies out of the house, like welfare checks. Like, hey, I ain't heard from grandma in three days. I ain't heard from my brother in five days. You know, and right. so all of these people, no, I'll let you finish, but that just blew my mind because I'm like, yo, you picking up people who, for lack of a better uh, expression, didn't expect to die. So this is so this is so this is what that mindset came in for me. So like I said, I learned you could learn. That's what I tell people all the time. Don't despise small beginnings. Because you could learn something anywhere you work or anywhere you're at in life. And so for me, I started to respect life and I started to respect time. Because over the years, bro, I put young people in body bags. I put older people in body bags, middle-aged people, I put obese, I put skinny. I put different races. It didn't matter. You know, death, bro, is, no, he, death is no respecter of, of time, race, or anything else, bro. And so I was just like, 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 the, if, even when we looked in the pockets of people, right? Because when we took them actually to the coroner's office, we had to inventory everything that was in their pockets. You know, people will have, you know, like I said, movie tickets. People will have just things that they were going to do the next day. I remember you said somebody had like a check. Like yeah, they yeah, just got a check paid. that never, they got their paycheck and never got paid, but it's in their pocket. Mm. So it's just like, okay, I'm like, when you think about death, you think that everybody, oh, okay, I'm going to be sitting here at 90 years old with my kids all around me. But it just didn't happen. It doesn't happen that way for the most. Uh, if you're lucky uh, and blessed, right. that's how you're going to die. But for the mm. most people that I've came across on this job, nobody knew that their time was coming. So I said, okay, cool. I remember you said it messed you up too. You would see like you pick up young dudes with fresh haircuts. Yeah. Like you could oh, tell they God. just got their haircut. Yep. It's like, yo, you had something to do. You had somewhere to go. Yep. So uh, talk about how, again, wow. we're not just talking about dead bodies, to talk about dead bodies, but how that then shaped your sense of urgency and, yeah. you know, kind of what yeah. you did. Yeah, what it did is shape not just my sense of urgency for what I do for myself, but it also shaped my sense of urgency for what I do for others. You know, it made me realize that every relationship that I have with somebody is important. Yeah. You know, it's a blessing. I can't just sit back and put off, you know, put off tomorrow what I can take care of today. I, I was going out of my way then to maybe start checking up on people, you know, loved ones, checking up or doing for people right now and not just putting off because you never know. And so, like I said, it was every single person that I've ever put in a body bag. I said that I was going to continue to live for them because their time was up. And then what I realized is that everybody has an expiration date. Everybody. Everybody has one if you really think about it. Life is so volatile. Everybody has one. So when you really understand that and really grasp that concept, 
You walk different. You love different. You do so many things. And then it made me say as a husband and as a father, all right, I need to start thinking past me physically being here. But see, on my job, me just getting this paycheck every month or every two weeks and then I'm doing things for my family. That's me thinking I'm going to live forever. But then now me setting up systems, me setting up generational wealth, me setting up different insurance policies, getting properties to take care of our lifestyle. This is me thinking beyond the grave now. Because I'm sure that every single person we put in body bags, they wish they had this opportunity. They wish they did. And so I was just like, I got to do this. I got to do this for my family because the harsh reality is one day it could be me. Yeah. One day it will yeah. be you. Yeah, one day it will be And yeah. I just, I mean, again, man, I'm just blown away because I'm like, I'm looking at what we were doing at that same time while I was doing that. I'm like, dang. <laughs> but, you know, I... I guess, you know, when you think back on it now, you know, and, and what you do now and kind of the work you did, like, I'm almost in shock that you could even do that. You know, just right. knowing, like Ma said that they would, like, the smell was so bad from the dead bodies that it would linger in their nose hairs. So you would have to cut all your nose hair out. And he said his partner uh, would grab a cigar and light it and they would take the ashes and Take the ashes, you rub them in your nose before you actually get a body. Now, I remember, like, in the beginning, e, I couldn't eat. Like, my partners, they would be sitting and eating chicken sandwiches, man. And then we would go get a body, and I'm talking about my stomach would just be turning. I'm like, man, I can't eat. I wouldn't eat all night. But then after, like, I say after probably about, like, the seventh or tenth body, I would be sitting outside while the detectives are doing their thing, and I would just be eating my chicken sandwich just like the rest of the guys. And then all of a sudden, they'd be like, all right, Wagon, we ready for you guys to take the body. I'll put my chicken sandwich down, put my gloves on, go in there, get the body, put the body in the back of the paddy wagon on the ride to the coroner's office. i take hand sanitizer, boom, chicken sandwich back in my mouth. Wouldn't even be thinking about it, bruh. And I said, man, it got to the point where it, death didn't even seem like it was, it was just like everyday life now. That's crazy. Death seemed like everyday life now. Wow. Yeah, and I just think that, it, it, again, when you read it and you'll read the story when you guys get it, but it, it just hit me from a sense of urgency standpoint of, you know, you kind of do wake up thinking like, oh, okay, just, you know, I got to do this next week. I got that. And, you know, again, you talked about how it played into not only your, you know, your urgency as a businessman, but as a husband, probably as a father later on. Um, after that, man, one of the, you know, obviously more crazy experiences that you had was the shooting. And we're going to play a clip from the audio book. Uh, mind you, we got the book done. The audio book is done and the journal that goes along with it. So you can document your own process and becoming a nine to five millionaire. But um, hey, let's see, just, can, yeah, go, go for it. it. No, no, I'm going to play it, but go for it. Set it up. No, I was just saying, it, it's, this was the craziest part because my job was showing me delayed gratification. My job was showing me that, Jamal, when you work here for 30 years and then when you retire, you're going to get this life. But what I was seeing every day was people that never even lived to make it to that point. So that's when it really clicked in my head, like, okay, you know, it's like the roll of the dice that I might, you know, live to make it to this 30 years on the job. Then after that, and I'm like, but how many people along the way am I missing out on blessing? How many people like what am I missing out on and showing them this type of life? So I was like, I need to do this now. And I think that's when I had a sense of urgency to do it now. Because who's to say you're even going to get to that point to live this dream life that your job tells you is waiting for you in retirement? 
I said, man, that was the wake up point for me. And that's in the book. And I explained it more in depth. But that was the real wake up call for me to say, hey, yeah. I got to do more because, hey, the, the clock is ticking. No matter if I'm moving or not, the clock is still ticking. Yeah. And I think that's powerful because, again, you know, we talked about it before, but in, in the book does an excellent job of kind of explaining that blue collar delayed gratification. Right. Just like. You know, again, you talk. We talked about the last podcast. Like it's okay to go through the process, but at some point you got to start living. You know, and so you know to have the things that you have now and to do the, the way you guys move and vacations and things of that nature. It makes sense that you know uh, you understand the the urgency and why you understand the urgency. And again, it's so crazy to dig into the story, Carl, because you know you think about again. You hear the story and more like this dude was working as a cop and he did all of these things. And it's like, oh, I see what kind of got into your head, you know, to allow you to be like this the same way, you know, when he talks about, you know, being homeless, being a high school dropout, eating out of trash cans, being in abandoned buildings. You you, you understand why E's on go. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really do. And I think for probably, you know, Carl and I, the more uh, human. Uh, <laughs> Normal. Yeah, the, the humans <laughs> on this podcast. You know, I think sometimes we have to try to maybe, Carl, trick ourselves into that urgency because I, I never had events per se that gave me that sense of urgency. I got hurt playing football, whatever. I was 18, not that deep, but like y'all have had those things. And so I think for the rest of us using your story and hearing those things helps me. Uh, like, I don't know if y'all, I, I don't remember the name of the movie. I think it was time. I, was it? I think it was Leonardo DiCaprio a couple mm. years ago. I don't know if y'all remember that movie, but mm. if you haven't, I think that's the name. Go check that movie out. But Maul, the story was they literally had a countdown to when you would expire. You could visually see it, and you had to buy more time. Wasn't more, that you Justin know. Timberlake? Uh, Justin Timberlake. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, what it was. Oh, wow. yeah. Bruh, watch that. that movie, that was a, uh, one of the points for me. Now, again, like C said, I'm using Maul's story. I'm using E's story as like, dude, you know, you got to take some perspective. Yeah. But when I watched that movie and it showed you a countdown – and they're desperately looking, oh, crap, like, I got to do something now if I don't get to, and you can exchange time. So you can kind of shake hands and touch the joint. So his mom died in the movie. He's trying to get to her because he knew her time was about to, and they're running to each other just so he can give her some time. Mm. And she times out. Mm. I'm talking about, like, seconds away from reaching each other. She times out. And, bro, that movie messed with me because I'm like, yo, you have... The advantage they had is that at least they knew it was coming and they had ways to adjust it. We don't have neither of them. You ain't got no way to adjust it. You had no idea when it's coming. So what does that mean for every single day, bro? When I heard Maul talk about that, bro, everything changed for me. Like, everything changes. Like, and let me just say this. 2020 don't help. Mm. If, if, if Maul's story ain't right. enough for you, right. 2020 right. don't help. You yeah. watching... We're talking about over 200,000 people, two, a quarter million people lost their lives in, a, in less than a year. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, it don't help. Like, if this does not get you, like, to operate with a different sense of urgency, I said, this is something that I did with myself, Maul. I wrote myself a contract and said that if you don't execute on these things by the end of this year, accept the life that you have right now for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold up. I wrote myself yeah, a good. contract. Yep. Like, Carl, sign this. If you don't do something in 2020 to change your life right now, you are saying, I'm keeping this house. I'm keeping this car. This podcast is brought to you by Solo Creator. <laughs> yeah. Create yeah. your solo. 
I'm I'm being real. If you no don't doubt. do something no right doubt. now, I'm not playing. That I'm not I'm not talking not about tomorrow. next week, not, not tomorrow. Ne- exactly. If you don't do something now, activate something today. Sign the dotted line and tell yourself I'm accept. I'm not no. I'm and hold on. Let me say this. Not that I'm just not accepting. I'm not gonna complain anymore about. I can't do this. We can't take the trip. I can't fly first class. I can't complain no more because I'm signing on the dotted line saying, hey, this is what I'm accepting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just take what life gives me. I can't do it, y'all. I can't do it. 2020 has taught me you got to do something now. Man, we can I'm go te- ahead and wrap this I'm up. I'm texting this like, to wow. myself. I'm uh, texting this to myself. Sign a contract with yourself. To myself. Hey, so you know what I'm saying? Um no, that's powerful, bro. I didn't I didn't know about the contract. I know you you talked about, you know, really executing this year. And you know what? Again, Carl, it's so crazy. And I I think it was something that helped me back in the day. I told I say it, you know, all the time. Like, it's not even the sweetest people that succeeding out here. It's Facts. Not, it's not. It's not. Facts. It's not. I wish like I would that would be so much easier if I was just like, yo, oh, everybody who succeeded was just sweet. They're killing it. It's the boldest. And the people who are willing to take action, dog, yep. on it. I told you, I I literally thought that every single millionaire was just the sweetest person in the Balling. world. Yep. You know how you back in the day, you like, you, you know, a millionaire. It like sounds like you know, Richie Rich or like something. You know what I mean? Something you just like fantasy land. And I was like, oh. And I told you, bro. Me and he were going to these meetings, and I would be looking at him like, yo. They, they not no that diff. sharp. Right. Garbage. Totally. Seriously. They just had the audacity to do Garbage. something. Garbage. Right. Hey, one of my coaching clients canceled with me like, Carl, I'm good. We did four sessions. I usually do six to eight sessions. Hmm. On the fifth session, she said to me, we're good. Dude, you've summarized it in two words. Take action. But you know what? That's what this book is all about. It's literally just letting every single nine to five or know. That dog, it ain't nothing special about these millionaires that's out here. It's they they train you to believe that you're less than. And it's this starts in school and then it, all the way from grammar school. Then it goes to high school and then it goes to college. This man, they're trying to prepare you for your nine to five. So I'm saying, cool, look, learn, learn what it is these jobs do to you. Learn what it is. And I'm not saying don't work your nine to five. I'm saying work your nine to five. Work them for for your betterment. You know, use them like they use you. Use them. Leverage your job to position you. Because I'm showing you that you can still make millions. You can still live that life you want. You ain't got to depend on that job no more. And it's so crazy because even though Maul, like, you know, didn't dream of being the police and stuff like that, like, you never heard him talk negatively about, about it. it. Because yeah. he used yeah. it. It didn't use him. It's a vehicle, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it, the, the relationship that you had with your gig was different. And you out there now, and you listening, and you think you hate your job. You don't hate your job. You hate the fact that your job is not doing for you what you think it should, should. be. Yeah. But Thanks. if you had these other vehicles, if, if it was a vehicle, like you talk about in the book, yeah. to get to your destination, and you saw the destination, and it was actually working to get you closer to that spot, the relationship that you have with your job would change. I want to uh, continue with this urgency talk. Um, this is uh, th- this is important. Let me see. I don't have it queued up. Sorry. Uh, but this is, you know, obviously you guys have heard because you've been loyal listeners of the podcast. If you just started listening in the last few months, maybe you haven't heard the story. But uh, another sense of urgency. And really, I just want to play the audio book part. <laughs> shout out to Eddie. Right. Shout out to Jamie. They killed it. <laughs> This audio book, uh, hey, it's right up there with Secret to Success. Hey, oh, the, no the, 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 the theatrics behind hey, it. But this is you got the same squad. No, no, no. 
Eddie wasn't our guy, was he? Eddie Carl? wasn't there then. No, I had another dude, Ben. Okay, okay, yep. okay. Eddie's yeah, sweet no. though. I ain't dogging Ben out because Ben is listening. But Eddie, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm saying Eddie. Eddie is the dude that's not only gonna work on your project, but like gonna work on it like it's his project. Oh, no say, it's his. Oh, facts. Yeah, yeah facts. Yeah. Eddie does the audio for the podcast too. Yeah. Always want to shout him out. Yeah. But um, here is you talking about the shooting, and again. It's just so much more real, I think, even for me, because I literally, like, Maul took me to the fence mm. where this happened. Like, I saw the fence. Um, and so here is a clip from Jamal King's audiobook, Nine to Five Millionaire, or E. Mom's <laughs> voicemail, <laughs> whatever we, however we, you know what I'm saying? Uh, anytime you're ready, E. He just like, I don't care nothing about y'all and your little podcast. <laughs> Hold on. I can mute E. No, no, no. Don't mute him. <laughs> let him. You know what I'm saying? E said it's urgent. Yo, E. It's urgent. E got to take care of business. <laughs> this got to go on the bloopers. <laughs> Yo. Somebody wave at him. Oh, welcome to the Secret to Success podcast. Without further ado, here we go. Till one night, I almost didn't make it back home. 16 shots and a wake up call. On August the 18th, 2000, it was a day I'll never forget. I still remember it just like it was yesterday. Me and my partner, we were riding around in the streets of Chicago, kind of with nothing to do. It was midnight. I remember it was just real dark that night, real quiet on the streets. The radio was super quiet, and we got a call, ironically from my sister. Curfew violators. We took that call, and as we drove to the location, we saw several teenagers standing outside under a streetlight. We pulled up on the teenagers and asked them how old they were, where they live. You know, routine questions. One of the teenagers that I was speaking with, he told me he was 16. I said, okay, we're going to take you home. I'm going to need you to get in the back of my car. But before we put anyone in the back of our car, it was customary to do a protective pat down to make sure they didn't have a weapon or anything going on. So as I went to go pat down this teenager, I'll never forget. The kid pushed me and took off and ran. Now, you guys remember earlier in the book where I told you that I was six foot three, 220 pounds, and I was training for the NFL just previously, right? So I kind of got in my football stance, and I was like, kid, you really want to run away from me right now? <laughs> like, man, look, I've been training for the NFL. I'm looking to make some more tackles. So as the kid took off, he ran down this dark alley. And look, I was like five yards behind. No, notice I said five yards, right? I was still suffering from that PTSD. So I was right behind the kid, and the kid dashed off to the right and ran in between two apartment buildings. It was so dark out there, I promise you, I couldn't even see my hand in front of me. So the kid jumped up on the fence, and at the top of the fence, it was barbed wire all at the top. I ran up to the kid on the fence. I said, all right, kid, come on down, man. I got you. Let me take you home. As I reached up to go grab the kid and pull him down 
off the barbed wire fence. The kid pulled out a Tech 9 and pointed it right in my head. Man, it seemed like it was just like it was yesterday. I immediately reached up and I held on to the gun fighting for my dear life. The second I grabbed the gun, the kid held down the trigger and bullets just started raining over my head. I'm holding on to the gun and my hands are burning. The kid is pulling the trigger. We're fighting over the gun. And as we're fighting over the gun, my partner finally pulls up. Now I remember it was pitch black so my partner couldn't see exactly who that was on the fence, if it was me or the kids shooting at him, he couldn't see what was going on. So my partner pulled out his gun, he started firing right back at me and the kid. I fall to the ground, fighting for my dear life. The kid falls over to the other side of the fence after dropping the gun on my side of the fence. My partner's just sitting there, just unloading his gun in that direction. The kid takes off running down the street. My partner finally stops shooting and runs over to me and say, yo, Jamal, I didn't even see you, man. You okay? You okay? And I remember thinking to myself, like, no, I'm not okay. Like, just at that very split minute. Man, I can't give y'all no more than that, wow. man. Come on, wow. dog. Oh, listen. Wow, you're going to be doing voiceover work, ma. You're going to be doing voiceover work in a minute here. <laughs> God, listen. Wow. We got the number one audio book in America oh right now. And y'all about to get it shortly. Wow. I, bruh. And again, there are tons of stories. Obviously, Whew. man, that's the one y'all will recognize. But talk to us, man. Let's get an instant reaction. Come on, ma. Come bruh. on, ma. Hey, I feel like I'm back on that street in that alley, bro. I feel like, dog, mm. the sound effects and things like that, man. It's so yeah. crazy because, you know, other than the keynote, like, C actually had to bring the stuff out of me. This is stuff, E, that I didn't talk about for, like, years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I had no point talking about it, you uh-huh. know? And it's like in the police department, it's kind of like, yeah, you went through it. Bro, after that was over with, they'd be like, hey, go back to work. Yeah. And so I just yeah. never really even had, like, you know, a way of even talking it out. And so I remember when Eve, I mean, when C first brought it out of me for the keynote, you know, it was hard, bro. Matter of fact, when I used to talk about this on the stage and during my keynote, I would literally have tears coming down my eyes because it just brought me back to a place. You know, I, at that time, I was fresh out of college. I was training for the NFL. Like, I wanted to make it to the league. I thought I was going to make it to the NFL. And now all of a sudden, I'm working for the police department. So cool, whatever. All right, I'm still making more money than I ever made in my life. But now... I didn't sign up to get my life, you know, fighting for my life. I didn't sign up for that. My dad was a police officer for 20-some years. My brother was a cop. None of them ever got into a shooting. And here it is now, I'm a couple months in. And I found, a couple months in, bro, and I found myself, man, fighting for my life. And when I say fighting for my life, you know, I described about the whole football thing. Never did I have to fight for my life playing football. You know, this was something totally different. And I wasn't even doing nothing. You know, e, you think that when somebody shoot at you because you did something. But I was literally just about to take the young guy home so that he wouldn't get caught up in nothing. And then all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, I found myself, you know, literally fighting for my life. And it was just, man, it was it was traumatic, bro. I mean, it was really something. And, um, man, yeah, it takes me back every time I hear it. Even when I speak it, it does something to me because, and I know a lot of you guys listening to it right now, and you're listening to the drama and the gunshots, but just yeah. imagine really being there. You know, I mean, at one point, bro, I used to hear gunshots or I would hear um, um, just loud door slamming and it would put me back almost to that, that loud sound. Just imagine, the gun was right by my ear. Matter of fact, I don't even have, it might have something to do with why my hearing in my right ear is gone. I never even thought about that. 
But it's literally, bro, it still does something to me to this day. And so, man, I just, that's why I eat, that's why it's so important to live life. Yeah. That's why it's so important because that just happened in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye, people lost their jobs. Yeah. You know, I said that that was my wake-up call. How many of you guys got a wake-up call that you might have ignored? See, for me, at that point, bro, I changed everything. I said, no, nah, this is, I got to do something because life could end at any moment or I could get injured. You know, so when I was sitting in the back of the squad car, and I'm not going to tell the whole story, but when I was sitting in the back of the squad, the back of the squad car, you'll figure out, you'll hear the audio book on why they put me in the back of the squad car. But when I was sitting back there, I was sitting back there just thinking to myself, like, I'm done. I'm done with this mentality that I'm going to let this job take care of me and my family. You know, I'm done with just playing it safe. Because there's some people out here that ain't playing it safe. It's some people out here, man, that's, that's it's life or death. And it really is life or death. And I noticed, man, after that situation happened and so many other situations that's in the book that I noticed that, man, life is precious, bro. We only got one life. All right, let me get one of our sponsors in here real quick. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. At Ashford, expert faculty teaches you real-world skills from real-world experience from the comfort of your own home in online classes built for life's twists and turns. From all the media courses I can remember as I took my communications degree, like I look back through all of school and the one class I remember was my lightning class with Brian Cush. Brian worked in the industry, right? And he was able to give us very practical instructions and practical assignments that actually translated into real world, like we could apply directly to our career. So that's huge real world experience, guys. You can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60 plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology. With 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available, Ashford gives you the tools you need to go from dreaming to doing. Go from dreaming to doing. Your bigger future starts today at Ashford University. There's no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu forward slash success. Again, that's ashford.edu forward slash success. Not all programs are available in all states. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that going through those type of situations and obviously there's there's other stories in there that maybe even be worse, but um, do you think that going through things like that kind of ma- like gave you the boldness like to do the real estate, the daycares, the security company, you know what I mean? Like, do you feel yeah. like all of those things, like you, you kind of like lost that typical fear that the average human would have of like, oh, what if I... More like I almost died I like seventeen death. times. So right. yeah. yeah, it ain't nothing to you know have a you know take a risk on the business. Yeah, I think it's a it's a little bit of everything. I'm not gonna just say one thing, but I hear a lot of people always talking about fear, fear, fear. You know, I always say fear is false evidence appearing real. You know, when you have looked death in the face. I'm not afraid to go ahead and invest in an apartment building or this little property right yeah, here. Yeah. I'm not worried about if a tenant don't pay rent. Yeah. A tenant don't, you're letting something stop you from progressing in life because you're fearful that a tenant might not pay you. Or you're, or you're fearful that something might not work. Well, what if, uh, even with the credit card situation, oh, well, you're paying a higher interest rate. Interest rate? Bruh, 16 shots. And you're talking to me about an interest rate. I'm living life. I'm trying to set my family up while I'm still alive. 
I'm trying to do the things in life that I'm experiencing life. I'm getting the full experience of life while you're sitting back worried about an interest rate or you're sitting back worried about if a tenant not going to pay you. You only got one life to live. Live. Not one life to exist. You have one life to live. What are you going to do with it? What fear thing? What things are you letting hold you back in life? Let me let me ask Carl this because I like I think we're going somewhere. Hopefully somebody catches a breakthrough here, Carl. In all seriousness, now you you got the the solo creator pro program doing well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carl, I'm, I need a loan. I saw the numbers <laughs> come in. Uh, y'all out there, y'all re- y'all holding the base sensation down. You know what I'm saying? You see the upgrade and swag. Um, let me add, like let everybody hear what I'm about to ask Carl. And Carl, I haven't asked you this. This is not pre-planned. The course that you're doing now great money that you're making and the great service that you're providing to the people. How many years ago could you have done this exact mm. exact same thing? Could you, like th- theoretically, Ouch. when could you have done this? When were you ready in your career to have put this exact same information Ooh. out and make Ooh, that exact ready same Ready in your money? career? Ready Ouch. in your career? No, I'm just Ooh. saying, I, I don't know. I actually Ouch. don't know the answer. I, I'm just curious to see. Oh, like, I, I know it. I don't know if it was like when <laughs> oh, we were back it. at Michigan State. I don't know if it was two years ago. I don't know if it was six months ago. When could you have done this exact same thing, honestly? Bruh, I'm almost to tears of embarrassment because truthfully, like, dude, this is the basic stuff that I'm teaching. E, I was telling them earlier before we started, the challenge that mentally I had, Maul, and now, again, perspective the ch- mental challenge that i had is i didn't feel equipped to teach professionals <laughs> people seeing me as like oh you ease video guy like man you got to be the dopest and i don't feel like i'm equipped to, to teach professionals e 95 and i'm being generous when i say 95 i can probably count on one hand how many people have come into the program that have done video before so the information that I'm teaching, see, is the, when I tell y'all the fundamental bits of video E that I learned before I started my master's degree at Michigan State University. And that was what year? And that was, oh, I don't even remember the year. It's 10 years ago, at, at least 10 years ago. So, uh, so, to, so to answer the question, you would say at least 10 at years least ago. At least 10 During years season ago. one of TGIF. Season, maybe two, oh, E. Maybe two, when I was figuring magical some moments. stuff out. Magical <laughs> moments. Right after the magical moments, Maybe see. season two, <laughs> I could have been like, oh, yeah, that's all we're doing. I understand that. I could have started teaching that literally 10 to 12 years ago. I just want y'all to hear, like, somebody out there, you need to hear this. 10 to 12 years ago. Okay, stop. See, come on. Okay. Real You're quick. So, yep, Carl, you know, so Carl, think about the money you made this week. Let's just depend. Let's just pretend like you're going to get it every week. I'm about week to walk off this for podcast. For the next 12 years. I'm just Carl, saying. Carl, like this podcast, be Go backwards. Think about the money that's been lost over the last 10 to 12 years. And then you got to tri- backtrack and think about what you would have done with the money. And how that could have positioned other family members and other people over the last ten to twelve years. Hey, I could have been the ETA millionaire sitting here, artist. I'm not Ooh. not trying to. I'm, yeah, and I'm, no. I'm not joking. Yeah. See, but watch this, Ian. I'm gonna change it to my language because I'm a high S and I want to help people. I'm ground screw. How many people could I have helped in those ten years? Like I'm just being real, E. In nine days, I told y'all last week. In 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 nine ten days. The first 10 days of four-minute videos that I'm doing, 
I got a couple hundred people looking at me like, oh my gosh, dude. Like you just took me in a week and having my content looking. E, they're asking me now about creating courses. In a week, people that had not done video before now like, oh, I feel like I could create a course now. I got content to offer. This world could have been different if I had used that last 10 years to just put this content together, yeah. put it out, and now I got 100,000 people and, and I, doing I promise you, I'm not saying that to make you feel bad, and I didn't ask you that question to make you feel bad, because you own it now, dog, on it, and we moving. But E and I have been trying to tell you- From the beginning. Fr from the, because, hey, I don't, again, you know, maybe because I'm a pilot, I was like, look, I was ready to coach 10 years ago, but hey, <laughs> let's go. Because I always felt like, Carl, at least I could give you the information I have that got us to this point. So wherever, if I'm E's right hand, wherever E is right now, I could take you to that level. So if E's charging 10 grand to get a uh, book to speak, I can take you from zero to 10 grand. So you're right. If you came in there and you were above 10 grand, I might not have had a whole lot to teach you. But if you're below that, so everybody who was behind that, I look like I could help you. And so I think, again, for those of you out there listening who may not have the Jamal or ET personality, just go get it. I'm gonna knock down the wall. You can look at Carl to say, 10, 12 years ago, he could have been given this information and put himself in a sweeter financial position. Now he had a wake up call. And the book asked, Maul asking the book, when is your wake up call gonna come? Yeah, when are you gonna answer it? When are you gonna answer it? You got a gift right now that you're sitting on. You have a product, you have a service that you're sitting on that could change your family's financial future forever. And you sitting there and you playing with it and you go, oh, I'm not sure. Carl would be like, oh, that, that looks good for C. But C, you know, he, he he likes to talk and he's funny and people think he's great. And so he can do it. But that's not for me. It is for you. You want you want to hear one other? It's like this part just blew my mind. So the either 5% or less of people that have done video before that I was scared to teach that have joined the challenge are helping me to teach the others. So the group of people that I was scared to work, th mm. those are my allies. Those are mm. the people that are waiting to help me mm. on the journey. And even yeah. that group, I, I didn't provide nothing for them to do. They're waiting on me to put a system together that they could have purpose and help other people. But there's so, and I'm talking to y'all. What C just said, I'm going to simplify it, C. I think one of y'all said this. You do not have to be a 10 to teach a 2. Right, yeah, right. Like I want to simplify it because yeah. C said it, oh, and I want people I to understand it. You got to be a three, You just got to be a three That's to it. teach That's a two. It. You learn how to get to <laughs> two and a half. Mm -hmm. You learned how to get there. That's all you need. You don't need nothing else. You find that group that's two and a half or below, and you show them the steps to get to two and a half. Hey. Like, it. That's, hey. that's what I've learned. And let me say this to you. If you, if, if you have confidence, you could be a Two oh. to teach it to. I'm just being real. Fact. Right, right. If you right. got confidence, you could. And I want to say this because, you know, C just said it. Um, and I want to help somebody out. Carl, you know, talked about the fear. There are those of us who go out in the world and kill it who are still afraid. You feel me? You know, like for real. You, you look at, you guys, you know, when I do the videos, you watching my videos. You're looking at the public confidence that I have, not the private fear that I have. Mm. Whoa, that, hold on. Slow down, at. slow down, slow down, take slow down. Time. Yeah, there, take your time on that. Let's hear that again. Yeah, no, that's what you're looking at. So you judge me based on my public confidence, not my private fear. Wow. Mm. You feel me? Um, but, you know, when you, when you look at, you know, who I am in terms of the work that I do and the venues that I've stepped out in, 
you know, you got to be real with like, yo, E is not as privately or however you want to look at it, publicly qualified, right? So, I, so I'm not qualified on paper to do most of the stuff that I'm doing, right? And as you sitting there in the audience, I was, I was, um, I saw a video the other day, Ma. I, it gets so bad, Ma. I, you know, occasionally if I get to sit down and listen to this stuff, I see the errors, right? right. So I was listening to the one I did the other day about like, yo, for real, it's, it's people talking like they get in the emotional space. They get in the heat of the moment. You know, uh, McGregor, I think is his name. He going off, you know, and, and your boy, you, your boy Mayweather, it's just like, whatever. You feel me? Like, I ain't going to be doing all that. I'll get you in the ring. And I promise you, I listened to it more. And I never said ring like, a, you know, the boxing ring. I said rink like skating rink. You feel me? And a lot of people who are in my situation would go, I'm not going to, like, if you speak for a living, I'm not going to speak to I'm perfect. Or I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z because I'm going to be critiqued, right? Now, look, I'm trying to tell y'all when it, when, when hey, it comes to- Hey, it's a post to, this morning where you said Scotty and MJ were the best tantrum. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Doubt. I loved and, it. And, I yeah, said and my I, dog. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm saying- a lot of y'all would uh, let facts. A lot facts. of y'all would let the fact that people gonna critique you. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you could yeah. say twenty things right. People gonna find the one or two you said right yeah. wrong mm -hmm. and go at you. Yeah. Like I, I put up a post the other day and wrote the word can when I meant to write can't, and I noticed people was like, "Yo, it's uh, can't. Hey, you spell it it's wrong." Can't. And I'm and I'm being real. A lot of y'all where y'all go wrong. Like you look at me and you go, "I'm not afraid." Bruh, I, 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 I deal with the same fear you deal with because, you know, like, yo, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that yet. Like, whatever it is you supposed to be to do what I do, like, I'm not, I'm still not there. After all these years, I'm still not without saying stuff wrong yeah, or yeah. spelling stuff wrong. Mm -hmm. The difference between you and I, though, is just, I don't, like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to spend so much time Thanks. worrying about somebody critiquing me that I'm not going to live in San Diego. Mm. It's, not, hey. I'm, it's not about to happen. Oh, come on now. It's not Hold about on. to happen, bro. Oh, it's not about man. to happen. I'm not, I'm not about to be worried about um, a, a three critiquing me and saying I'm not a 10. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to act like a 10. Wow. And I'm going to live like a 10. I, and yep. I'm not going to be worried about the, like the, 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 the post or the jokes or the EU, whatever, whatever you meant to say. I'm like, bro, the video out. I, what you want me to take it back? And do it. You better listen and hear ring. Like I heard myself say ring, I, and I was like, "Yo, I'm not about to stop. I'm not about to do it over again." Like, Ma, I could have mm -hmm. easily been like, "You know what? You said it wrong. Re-record." I'm like, "No, I was in a, I was in a zone. <laughs> I was yeah. in a zone. Yeah, I was in a space yeah. that that if I come back and do it right and say ring right, I knew I knew it, Ma. Hey. When I posted it, I heard it. Hey, but I was like, "Yo, if I go back." We put out a video way more egregious than that when he was talking about uh, Martin Luther King being married to Rosa no Parks. Parks. No yeah. question. We well, yeah. no heard question. us talk about that before, yeah. but it was so sweet. Oh. I had to just let it rock. I'm no, like, no. y'all know what he means. See, I questioned myself that oh, day. I was yeah. like, yo, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, you thought yeah. he had some black history now that <laughs> yeah. nobody had. You feel he me? went to Oakwood, so you felt yeah. like maybe he had some. He went him to up. HBCU. So, yeah, they hooked <laughs> him up. So I'm just saying, Ma. We got to be careful because some people yeah. we look at who have public confidence, we don't know that they got they got private fear. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know that they got private fear. Yep. And all we're doing is judging their public confidence 
and we don't realize like they could be afraid. But I, I promise you, I want my kid, my kids that had to pay to go to college. You feel me? Like, wow. uh, there's just certain Off people of I know grammar. and things like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Meanwhile, your kids got a uh, hundred thousand dollars in student loans, and so your grammar perfect. Oh man, it's perfect. <laughs> no, you ain't missed a word in your life. Yep. No question. Broke all get out. Yeah, I'm just saying. So you got to be careful. Yeah. That you don't let that was me. Fear... I'm sorry. <laughs> That's facts, dog. Yeah, you let, you don't let the fear of messing up stop you from conquering and living the life you're going to live for what you can give. And I'm just being real. Like, let's just say the fear that you're tripping on, it may be 15% of your life. It could even be 20% of your life. I'm sure when I look at the, the especially, I'm trying to explain to y'all what I do professionally. Like, you shouldn't not, you shouldn't be saying words wrong or you shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be telling stories, you know, saying things that are not factual. Like, not as wow. a speaker, you shouldn't. Like, that's something that you, that's like a skill. That's like being a, 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 a wide receiver who don't, who don't have sticky hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, a part of being a wide receiver is that you should have, like, show enough hands. You should be able to catch everything that they throw at you. But there are some Jerry Rices in the world who are not the quickest, you feel me, who may yep. not necessarily yep. uh, uh, stand up next to another wide receiver, you know, but he knew how to run those routes. Yeah. And so he didn't go, I didn't go to a big school. I don't necessarily have speed. I don't got the size. You know what I'm saying? He just said, yo, I'm going to play. And, I'm, and so I, I want to make sure when you listen to Jamal's book, like, do me a favor. Bar listen to what I'm telling you. Borrow. Yeah. Borrow yeah. Maul's experience as you're watching it, you know, like reading it or listening, like go, well, I don't have to be Jamal, but he's giving me his story. Let me pretend like I'm getting shot at 16 yeah. times. Yeah. Let, let me pretend like I'm picking up these dead bodies and I'm seeing the, the, the inside fall out. Like, let me pretend that this is happening to me. So guess what? So then you could pretend you have the success that Maul has. Mm, yeah, so you, you can know, pretend like you had a success he has. You know, yeah. it's funny. As you're talking, right, I'm thinking about <laughs> Toby, right? So Toby, shout yeah. out to Toby. I saw uh, you see, the Beats commercial was on the yes. uh, NBA draft yes. last night. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. You talk about the Apple NBA commercial, NBA draft, yes. the Beats commercial. I mean, yes. this, obviously, he's just going crazy. Hottest artist in the world right now. I was looking back the other day. Cause me and Toby were on the phone. We were talking about like some of the first videos. I and you know I don't read comments. Like I, I just don't. You know I. Not that I don't care. I don't. I told Maul. Maul, you he yeah. go and read YouTube comments. I know all the time. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know <laughs> why, but I don't. Well, I do know why. I don't want the opinion of a few to influence what I'm talking about. If somebody say, "Oh, CJ interrupt people too much," I don't want like. We got a vibe of how we do things. And sometimes if you put that in your spirit a hundred times over, you might be like, okay, cool. Let me go off the natural course of how we do things when right. it could be thousands of people who love the way we run this podcast, right? But you go on there and read two comments like, oh, I wish uh, Carl would just shut up. And that could get stuck in your head like, whoa, everybody else loved Carl. But anyway, um, I, I went back and I was like, let me go look at the Ben Grinding video and a couple of the first videos we put out, I promise you, people was on there like, E.T., love you, but this dude is whack, wow. trash. <laughs> what is it. this? This the worst rap I ever heard in my life. Bro, I'm saying, I've been grinding. Bro, I've been grinding. <laughs> I've been grinding. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Think about that, though. I'm just saying. Think wow. about it. My man is literally one of the hottest artists in, I only call him rapper. He's one of the hottest artists in the world. And that wasn't and you, five years ago. No. That's no. what I'm saying. So, so I'm t I'm just telling you, like, 
when you get scared to put out your gift, mm. like you, ah oh man, I just I, I never want to mm. die with the regret of like, dang, I had a little, I should have, mm, I should have, yep. should have took shoot. my shot. I should have took my shot. I should have took my shot. And a lot of you, you got the shot loaded up, and you so scared to shoot. And I'm telling you, the people that shoot, the crazy thing is, they not again, they not that sweet. Like, nah, don't get me wrong. It's some sweet million. Maul is sweet millionaire. Flat out. Maul, I ain't going to take no credit away from Maul. Maul is a beast. I'm telling you, everybody ain't Maul, though. We have gotten to rooms where we saw people that was just like, hey, I, I just, hey, I just was, they just ain't had no fear. Almost like dumb, you know, like, kind of like. But see, when you think about it, what do you really have to lose? Hmm. At the end, we all end up in the same place. Mm. Yep, dead. So what do you have to lose in between? Hopefully not in the meat wagon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what oh, I look Oh, like. it's going to be a meat wagon. Maybe not Maul's meat wagon, but somebody coming to pick us right. up and take us from where we are to where we're going. So huh. if you know that, then, what, then, what, then why are you fearful? Like, why are you fearful? If that's what everybody's yeah. reality is going to be at the end, why are you fearful to live? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and take a shot. And it's not always going to go perfect. And I want to speak to one more thing uh, before we um, do our thing today. But, you know, there's another story in the book. Because um, I think people think when you, okay, now I'm bold enough to take this shot that there can't be a setback. And one of my favorite stories in the book is one of the first properties you did. And, and Maul was excited. And, you know, he told his partner, Vince, like, hey, here's what I'm about to do. I'm about to go kill it. And, and Vince was an old timer, and I'll let you tell the story, but I want y'all to hear that even when Maul took the leap for the first time, it didn't exactly go the way he thought it was going to go, uh, but he was able to bounce back, man. And I love this story, and I know Vince, you know, and he I've heard him tell the story from his point of view, and uh, it's an incredible story of, you know, honestly, just, just you know, brotherhood, character, manhood, those kind of things. So, Maul, I'll let you tell the story, but I think that's a good one for the people to hear. Maybe, you know, put us on a lighter note. You know what I'm saying? Right, Not right, just right. dead bodies. But, <laughs> you know, no, I'm uh, big. I'm big on I'm big on circles. I'm big on, yeah. like you said, brotherhood and things like that. And my boy Vince, man, he saw, you know, he was older, you know, he really wasn't that much older, but he, I guess, about 10 years older. Vince got an older spirit. He just got a real yeah, older yeah, spirit, yeah. bro. You would think he like in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. He's just slow. He calm. You know, you know, you know, all hype. Right. I'm like, uh, Buff, you know. Vince's like, relax. You know, I fella. remember we used to see, we used to see, like, it was like calls and we'd drive up eating gunshots. And, you know, Vince would always drive. I'd be in the passenger side. And then all of a sudden, we seeing gunshots. We seeing people running gunshots. I'm like, let's go. I'm getting ready to open up the door. Vince would push the lock button. <laughs> and he would take you turn. Vince would take off and wait at the end of the block, the block and say, slow down, bro. We need to wait on backup. Now, you just want to run. You got a wife. You got kids. You want to just run over here to the gunshots? And, you know, I'm sitting here like, you know, hey, let's go get them. You know, but no. But Vince. Fourth and inches. Oh, Fourth bro. and inches to ball. Bro. <laughs> I, I was a hothead, man. That's why I thank people, man, like Vince. Ball ready to get them four. He ready to get oh, that first down. I was trying to get promoted, bro. I was trying to, you know. But um, now with this situation, you know, I did my first building. And things were going great, man. My first building was a jackpot, bro. I was netting, you know, I, I bought a property, put a little money, bit of money into it. Man, I was netting $3,000 a month. I was making more money from my first building than what I was getting paid, working two, you know, working 80 hours or whatever for the police department. And then all of a sudden, my second building came. I was like, oh, this is easy. I'm about to be a millionaire in like one year. And I got to the second building. I got to renovating it. And, you know, it was six units, six apartments, and we had to put in all new piping, all new. I bought a bunch of material. 
And I put all this material in the build. Now, this is my second build. I didn't know much about real estate. I didn't have the right kind of insurance. I had insurance, but I didn't have the kind of insurance that was for renovations. Like if somebody break in and take things. And so I remember Vince and all the other people. This is the time where I wasn't even cashing my police checks, right? I was letting them stack. And Vince used to always look at me and he was just proud. Vince would be like, hey, young fella. You know, and like I said, he's only, I was 22, so he was 32, you know? But he would be like, hey, young fella, everybody watching you, bruh. Like, you're going to be the one that's going to, you're going to be the one that's going to make it. He started, the Matrix was out. And he said, man, you like Neo, bruh. Neo. And, you know, he's like, you like Neo to the department. And that one time, man, I went, I got a call that somebody broke into the building. E, I used to buy all the material, right, and just leave it in the building. Light fixtures, plumbing, everything. Bro, they went in there and stole everything. And so I wasn't tripping. I was like, let me go ahead and make an insurance claim. Insurance company was like, no, um, unfortunately, you have the wrong kind of policy. Ain't that insurance, though? You ain't never got the right kind. Oh, Uh, bro. Bro, so I was- You got the right to pay. You got the right Uh, to pay. right. Right. Every month you took that check, it seemed like it was the right policy. Bro, so I remember sitting there, man, in the squad car. And I remember, man, like I was stressing, E. I was stressing. I just got started in real estate and I was just, I couldn't go to, to nobody in my circle. Nobody had money just to, and I was sitting back, man. I remember I was just stressed. Vince was like, man, you all right? And we was in the squad car. And I was just like, man, uh, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I just, I spent all my money on this material. Somebody went in and stole it, man. And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I got to make the mortgage payment. I'm waiting for the first to come from the other building to take that money and put it to here. And Vince was just like, he was like, yeah, man, I seen you stressing for like the last couple of days, bro. Vince was like, hey, bro, everybody's watching you. Man, I'm getting choked up. He was saying this. He was like, we need you to be successful. This man was making the same amount of money I was making, reached in his pocket, pulled out an envelope, bro, had $10,000 in it. $10,000. And then he was like, I need you to be successful. And that's how I was able to get over that hump. Bro, we had a Valentine's Day dinner in my house. We had a Valentine's Day dinner in my house. Well, just this Valentine's, right? Yep. And Vince was there. And um, it was what? Me and Camille, CJ and Candace. It was like a couple other couples. And I remember we was just going around the table. And I remember, man, just sitting there and, and saying the same story to Vince. Like, bro, yep. like you have no clue like the investment you made in me. Like what that did, bro. And so, like I said, your circle to actually have genuine people around you that want to see you succeed, bro, it's big. And I know he wasn't making no 100000 200000 He might have been making, I was making $36,000 a year. He might have been making, let's say, 46000 But yet, my man was able to give me $10,000, man, so that I could keep going. Hey, my favorite part of the story, though, is Ma was telling the story at the table. He was getting all emotional. Vince's wife was like, $10,000? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, she didn't know that. She, she, like, she didn't know what? what I was like. <laughs> oh, was like, man. She didn't know, oh, bro. Wow. And so I told Vince, I told him, and uh, actually it's crazy because I made wow. him, I, I didn't even crazy. know. I had friends that I knew way before him, but I made him the godfather to both of my daughters because I said, mm. bro, if you cared that much, if you cared that much about me succeeding, then you got to care about my daughters, man, and making sure that if anything ever happened to me, that they'll be good. And so to this day, bro, like I said, I, I make sure, man, I've renovated. I 
purposely, once I really got on, I renovated at least seven or eight buildings. And I and I I, I was partnered with Vince. And I was like, you ain't got to bring nothing to the table. Vince didn't know nothing about rehabbing, but I went here and split everything 50-50. So that $10,000 investment he made in me probably paid him about a quarter million dollars. Mm, shout out to Vince, man. Just amazing story. I promise you, I was in tears when I heard it at Valentine's Day. I was like, wow. And to watch y'all look at each other and, you know, recall that moment is uh, is crazy. So, um, you know, obviously, man, like I said, I wanted to, th- there's so many rich stories in this book, man. And, and again, I, I hope everybody checks it out. Uh, again, just from inspirational to funny stuff to, you Yeah, know. and it's not just about my story, y'all. And he kind of hit on it. Like, he said, like, see yourself yeah. in this situation. This story is literally, this book is literally, it's saying my story, but it's giving you practical steps. It's giving you principles that's going to help you transition from your nine to five to becoming a millionaire. You know, so like I said, everybody got a nine to five million inside of them. And this book is your guide to bring you. Remember, your job is not just your job. It's the vehicle that's going to get you to your destination. And you can, it's just like if you look in your garage, you might have two to three cars in your garage. You can have two to three vehicles. That's all going to get you to your destination. So when you start looking at your job as a vehicle, right? It's not your job is not the destination. And that's why some of you guys get disappointed on your job every day because you're looking at your job like it's the destination, but really it's the vehicle to get you to your destination. So this book is going to help you identify what is your destination in life. And now, how to utilize this job you got to get you there to to the final destination. Man, and without further ado, man, I'm going to just get to it because, uh, man, this is uh, the Black Friday sale to end all Black Friday sales. Uh, We've been working for, man, a couple months to put this together. I swear. And while the book is not out yet, it won't be out to December 7th. We have rolled the book into it. Uh, so listen, man. Make real estate real has gone crazy these last, uh, you know, ye- this last year. Uh, we released it last year, right? Uh, 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 yeah, 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 right. Yeah, about a, about a year. November, the, November the twenty eighth. Yeah, it's so, only a year. I yeah. thought it was two years. <laughs> no, it's only a year. November the twenty eighth. Stop playing. Black Friday. Yeah. Um. So. Wow. Yeah. So we. Uh. <laughs> so so listen, man. So this is what we doing, man. This is uh. Again, make real estate real. All right. Uh. Go sign up, makerealestatereal.com. Listen, you're getting Make Real Estate Real, the number one uh, uh, real estate investing course in the country. All right? Absolutely, hands down. On top of Make Real Estate Real, the course, the online course, on January 30th and 31st, you're going to get Make Real Estate Real live. So what does that mean? You get to go through the course. You're going to get the course immediately. Mm -hmm. And then in January 30th, 31st, Maul and his team are going to be there to walk you through the course personally and answer your questions live and direct. All right. Now, so you're getting Make Real Estate Real, Make Real Estate Real live. You're getting the book, right? Nine to five millionaire. Don't quit your day job. You're getting the audio book, the journal, the implementation course that Carl and Maul just finished, the implementation course that goes along with the journal and the book. You're getting the upgrade into the Alumni Association for a month, right? Into the Alumni Association where Maul gives you the deal of the week and and literally brings deals to the table to let people invest in that he's already approved with his team. All right? Do we need to keep going? (laughs) Like, dude. Listen, here go the crazy thing. You're also getting all of those things 
immediately. Immediately. In the form of the virtual PDFs, the audio book. As soon as you purchase Make Real Estate Real, all of that will be sent to your inbox immediately. And then, and of course, still. the physical copies will come, you know, in the mail. But all of those things are going to come to you immediately. For, you ready for the price? Nine ninety seven. <laughs> the exact same price Make Real Estate Real is right now. So That's you're right. getting all of that value for nine ninety seven is coming to your email inbox immediately. That full audio book you just heard, all sixteen chapters, hitting your inbox immediately. You have make real estate real, make real estate real live. If you ever thought of joining make real estate real, this is the time to kick off your twenty twenty one. We get out this pandemic again. You don't know what's about to happen with Facts. the market, the housing, and you want to be ready to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't want to say it, but if it's a downturn, whatever, you want to be equipped to go out there and do what yeah, you need to yeah, do. Yeah. And so, um, man, that is what we have for you. The Black Friday sale to end all Black Friday sales. Go to MakeRealEstateReal.com. Join Dr. King in this amazing journey. Man, the audio book is amazing. Um, love you, man. Proud of you, brother. Like Sir. This has been an incredible, Sir. incredible journey to get this thing out to the public, man. Shout out to everybody who helped along the way, right? I don't even, uh, Kid, uh, <laughs> hey, Tay, it's, Dave. It's like LeBron yeah. joining the Lakers. Hey, oh, shout bro. out, see what, hey, on the audio book <laughs> also, what y'all missing. Yep. And we got a thing, preacher. yeah. We got a thing called Millionaire Moments. Mm -hmm. And you got E.T., the hip hop preacher, bringing Let's the go. fire at the end of, so you hearing me go through my story, talking about the steps, and then E come on and just take it on to another level. Just like man. LeBron and Jordan on the same team. Oh, can I man. go there? Oh, man. Can I go there? Come on, dog. Can I go there? Come on, dog. Uh, so, yeah, no, amazing, man. Again, I, I'm, I've listened to the audio book three times over now, and again, just enjoying it with the family. Uh, it's a great time, man, to just let something just so positive and rich get into your spirit, man. So congratulations right. on that. Y'all go to MakeRealEstateReal.com. Also go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, promo code SUCCESS, all right? The Superfood Green Juice, keeping us all powered up on this podcast. You know what it is. Go check them out and all their other supplement lines. Hey, and don't forget, guys, this is Black Friday coming up. So Black Friday, on top of the 10% savings that you get by using our promo code SUCCESS, you actually can save 20% site-wide, all right? Cyber Monday, guys, free shipping, all right? So just make sure you go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, -I, and use that promo code SUCCESS. Appreciate y'all listening. As always, man, uh, hope you enjoying your turkey, your dressing, all the fixings with your family. Uh, of course, everybody be safe, man. Uh, Wash your hands. Carl maybe even might put on a mask. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We'll see. Uh, but, man, without further ado, man, we will see you next week. See you next week. Let's go. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul. How would you like to experience this from your living room? If you know anything about our Make Real Estate Real live events, I'm talking high energy and packed with some of the most life-changing information on the planet. So I know you're asking, so how are we gonna pull this off, right? Well, we're going virtual because right now more than ever, we need strategies, 
connections, and the motivation to secure and scale out our finances. For many of us, these uncertain financial times has caused all sorts of problems, job layoffs, and a feeling of isolation, and a sense of fear about our financial future. But the only thing we can control is how we react. And how we react is determined by what we know. Like my boy E.T. always say, information changes situations. We need to know how to use our money wisely and how to invest in real estate to lead to generational wealth long after this season has passed. And that's why we created Make Real Estate Real Live, our first ever virtual event to help you take control of your financial future and get started in real estate today. Make Real Estate Real Live is a two-day life-changing event that we will be streaming directly into your home. We're also going to be streaming presentations from my entire real estate dream team, from experts like my real estate broker, April Troop, Mark Buford, Aaron Queen, Terry Cowles, and many, many more. You'll also get an opportunity to connect with my entire team, ask them questions, and network with other like-minded investors just like you. These connections can lead to partnerships, joint venture deals, and lifelong friendships. Now you might be thinking, that's cool, but I don't have time, or I need to watch my kids, or I'm planning on binge watching a TV show or a new TV series. But the truth is, is that you know you do have the time. And this event is only happening once. And if you aren't using this time to improve yourself and secure your financial future, you may look back when it's all over and regret the time you missed out on this life-changing opportunity. It's a family event too. So get the entire family, close friends, business partners around the screen and learn. This is the time to change the legacy of your family. So here's what it looks like. You can dress up or you can dress down. You can fight over the most comfortable seat in your house. I don't care. Then I need you to download and print out your workbook, tune out all other distractions and tune in to Make Real Estate Real live event on your big screen TV, computer, or even your cell phone. You're probably wondering, Jamal, how much is this gonna cost? Well, if you were to come to one of our events here in Chicago, it'll cost you $2,000 per ticket. Then you have to pay for the flights, the hotel, food costs, or whatever other expenses. But since you're streaming it live into your home or to your phone, we want to do something special. What if we let you attend for free? <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking like, wait a minute, man. Are you serious, Jamal? Free? Yes, well, kind of for free. You see, the cost is actually $9.97, but that's the cost of the online course, which you're also going to get access to when you join this live event. That's right. Lifetime access to the recordings of the live event, plus the entire online course to make real estate real. So you can watch it at any time for the rest of your life. You're also going to get direct access to my entire team, and they can help you find the right properties, finance your deals, and position you to win in real estate investing like they done me for so many years. But that's not all. My brand new nine to five millionaire book is coming out soon, and I wanna give you a free copy of the hardcover book, the audio book, the workbook, and my nine to five video course series valued at all over $1,000. I know you're thinking, Jamal, it's crazy. Oh, and one last thing, you're going to get access to my Make Real Estate Real Alumni Association calls for free for one month. 
so you can get access to the deals of the week and my coaching and accountability calls to assist you with executing your vision. So now let me ask you, who's up next? I want you to become a nine to five millionaire too. So this is the best time to get started. Now you might be wondering, who is Make Real Estate Real Live for, Jamal? Well, it's for those blue collar nine to fivers that want to build generational wealth for their families like I did. It's for those who feel that their life is meant to make a difference. And they are sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck just to provide a better life for their loved ones. So if you're ready to take massive action and change your family's financial future today, make sure you register for our live virtual event right now. And I'll see you there. Let me tell you, it's time to make real estate real. You can't afford not to any longer. Let's go.